Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon Games and Bearded Dragon Games. You can support us at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. This is Eternal Dirtles! Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and by listeners like you. You can support Eternal Dirtles at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. And now, your hosts, Zach Clark, Nathan Golia, and Phil Blackman. And now, Eternal Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Gully. And Nate, how's it going, man? I mean, pretty good. <laughs> pretty Almost good. everything other than my, my Buffalo sports teams are actually doing well, which is weird. So you got everything you wanted for uh, Thanksgiving. I did. I got <laughs> Sabres have nine wins in a row. Oh, man. And then the Bills won today. Pretty, pretty nice game for, for the Bills. So... This is now a Buffalo Sports Podcast. <laughs> we have changed into a Buffalo Sports Podcast. I will be contributing. We're, uh, we're talking about. <laughs> I, I can tell you about the Bills in the early '90s that losing to the uh, Cowboys like several times. That's about all yeah. I know. <laughs> no, we don't have to talk about that, but we should. We could talk about Josh Allen, who had 100 yards rushing until he had to kneel down at the end, which brought him back. Anyway, brought him back under 100. So, Bill's not here this week, unfortunately. At least not yet. We don't know if he's dialing in. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Because I've got I've got a conundrum that I was hoping to talk over with you guys. And rather than do it, you know, via text message, I would just do it right here. Yep. So, Paragon, our sponsor uh, here in Utah, is actually having two pretty nice-sized tournaments this coming month. December. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, it's probably too late for to make travel plans to get to Utah on December 1st. But there's a they have a qualification for their store championship that's going to be legacy. And then on the 30th, Brian, who has been on the cast a couple times with us and uh, runs Paragon, uh, is always throws a big legacy tournament for his birthday, which is the day before New Year's Eve. Last year we had I want to say 36 people. We had people coming up from Phoenix and. Las Vegas, Ben Friedman. It's actually where I met Ben Friedman before he came on the cast. He, okay. was, he was there and top eighted. So I've got these two sort of localish tournaments, and I decided, Zach, that I'm just going to play what I want to play. And what I want to play <laughs> more than anything else is Mardu. I just want to play it. I just love casting Bethlehem Rebler. <laughs> I can't get enough. Yeah, you've got a you've got a list over here that is uh, it looks like some jank, honestly, but but you've been doing well with it. 
but I've been doing average with it. Yeah. And that's the problem. So I've got this deck where I can pretty much beat with fair, fairly regularly um, a Grixis, a Grixis control variant, you know, and also Miracles, which are the two quote unquote best decks. Is that what we want to say? We'll go with that. Yeah. We can say that they're the best decks. They're... I'm looking at MTG Top 8. Uh, live tournaments last two months, metagame breakdown. Uh, Rich Shea and a couple other people had wrote us to say we should not use MTG Goldfish. Okay. So I'm going to try something different this time. Sure. There are one, two, three, four decks with 7% meta shares, according to live tournaments last two months on uh, MTG Top 8. And, the, and two of those decks are Miracles and Grixis. The other two are Death and Taxes and Show and Tell. Okay. So I've got this deck, and we'll post the list. You can take a look at the list, but you would pretty much would expect it's there's only one white card in the entire deck, and it's Lingering Souls. So then just take all the black and red cards that are good. You know, Bolt, Fatal Push, Thoughtseize, Hymnatora, Cabal Therapy, Young Pyromancer, Bedlam Reveler, which I may have already said, Fable Sluting, and... Boy, what did I miss anything? I've got a couple Lilianas, Diabolic Edict, and then you just sort of mix them together and add some lands, and there's your deck. Right. Yeah. Um, so I just played two leagues and I beat Miracles and Grixis, except for I, I lost to Strifo's uh, Punishing Grixis deck, but I had really, I had to mulligan the five, I think, in two games and then just, you know, didn't really have any cards and, you know, lost. But um, so, you know, that, was, that wasn't great, but usually I do pretty well, but I lost to everything else and I didn't really feel great, you know? I didn't feel like there was anything I could do. And the matchups that I lost that I find myself always losing to are Eldrazi and Dark Depths, which are pretty popular online and reasonably popular in paper, right? Sort of yeah. tier two, according to this, to this look. So it's funny. Eldrazi is not the worst matchup except for one card. What, what do you think it is? That for one card. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's a sideboard card. Oh, well. Uh, Warping Whale. That's actually... Let's see, let's see what's in this person's sideboard. I mean, that, 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 gets your, that, that gets some cards from your hand, right? And then also... Yeah. or And then also can counter your sorceries, and then also can kill your pyromancers? It's Leyline of the Void. Ooh. If they aggressively mulligan to Leyline of the Void in games two and three, I have no value engine. And then that makes cards like Thought Not Seer way better against me. Yeah. Also, it makes your uh, Bedlam Reveler cost eight mana. Uncastable. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much uncastable. Yeah. So Leyline of the Void has been the problem. I mean, like, yes. Like, I mean, I have, I have a lot of removal and I have a lot of blockers and a lot of redundancy so that Thought Not Seer isn't always great, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Chalice of the Void is okay, but I, you know, because I've got all the one drops, but, you know, I've got, most of my threats are above one, and I've got Coldagon's Command, plus Wear and Tear on the board. But boy, I cannot beat the card, Leyline of the Void. So, you're looking, if you're looking at my deck, the only, I have two ways to remove a Leyline of the Void. I have two Wear Tears. Mm -hmm. Could I, should I just make more room? Should I just go up to four? Should I play something that wipes the board of enchantments? Like, uh... Echoing Calm or something, right? 
or what, what do you do? I think it's you just take it's you a... take the loss on that. Like, I, how often are you going to be playing a Dra- Eldrazi not on not online? You know, like I think you just you just let it go. You you take you take that loss. Yeah, Leland of the Void is a tough card to beat, and I've thought about playing it, but it's really only in Eldrazi. For example, the Grixis control player that I a, play, a Grixis control player I played against boarded it in, did not mulligan to it, but you know tapped four lands and cast it. Mm-hmm. But by then I had it. Yeah, you were already going. Game. Yeah, it, it, it's really pretty... the the beginning of the game that that Leyland of the Void really affects you. I used to have trouble if miracles would board in rest in peace, but I don't think with accumulated knowledge, they're going on that. They're going down that path that much anymore. Yeah, unless we... I see one in this. I see one in this sideboard uh, of an accumulated knowledge miracles deck. But you don't generally side that in unless your opponent is like a graveyard deck. Yeah, you know, like you don't like as as a miracles player occasionally, that card is not great for us to begin with. It because we have Snapcaster and we have accumulated knowledge, and then when we have to like. We basically give up a lot of value to like make sure that a graveyard deck can't win. So just playing that because it's like good to play isn't great. So with Leyline of the Void is the problem. Eldrazi, and then who else plays it? Uh, Loam plays it. I played it in Loam. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I've never I've never cast that card in Vintage ever. Legacy. Nor, nor sorry, yeah, in, in Legacy. And nor have I seen it across the board for me ever. I don't think. You've never seen a Leyland of the Void after all those years playing uh, Rug. No, no. Okay. Normally, like they were play, they would just like I I lost to Eldrazi just because they were a better deck. Like, just outright crushed me anyhow. So if 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 there was a Leyland of the Void cast against me, I didn't even realize it because I was dead on like turn four anyhow. <laughs> well, it's funny. Yeah, there we do have a, at least one Eldrazi player locally. We have a couple of like the Dragon Stompy decks might also have it. That kind of deck. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking now to see if they have one. Um, I also like got, got like, um, I played against, uh, uh, like a through the breach build of that deck and he had turn one through the breach world spine worm, Ooh. uh, like ancient tomb, triple spirit guide through the beach world spine, through the breach world spine worm. That's how I lost game three, like just had it. So, you know. Yeah, but I'm not seeing it there. Burn might have it, but Burn, I think it's gonna be a bad matchup no matter what. I don't think yeah. I could do about that. That's not always there, so it's really just that. Okay. Um, but Dark Depths, this is another. This is the matchup that I've just, I just can't figure it out. They always have something. They always have Sajiri's Step to get past my blockers. They'll have Sylvan Safekeeper. Though I don't, I don't target the token at all with anything. I've got a couple Edicts. Yeah. What do you think? What what would you do? Because I feel like that's more popular. I have a, how bad is this matchup? I have an Alpine Moon in my deck. <laughs> what is Alpine Moon? Whoa! I just read that card. Uh, Alpine Moon. What does that card? I'll tell do? you about. Here's the Alpine Moon story. We'll, we'll <laughs> tell you the card. One red mana for an enchantment. As Alpine Moon enters the battlefield, choose a non-basic land card name. Lands your opponent's control with the chosen name. Lose all land types and abilities, and they gain tap. Add one mana of any color. Oh, okay, I see. So the reason this, and the, I tried Blood Moon, but here's what happens with Blood Moon. It gets duress on turn one, and then they just win. Sure. <laughs> or they, you know, you know, whatever. But with this card, at least you can get it down. Yeah. And and name Dark Depths, and then hopefully you can do something with it. But boy, it's such a bad card. Yeah, this <laughs> it's is... It's just a terrible wow. card. Why am I playing this card? Yeah, I mean, 
it's not wonderful, but at the same time, like, yeah, if you need to not lose to a token, that's fine. Would you keep that in? Go to th- I have two pithy needles, which I have to, but I have to guess with that, right? What do you think? Maybe just play the Krakus if I'm playing the Alpine Moon. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know, I mean, Krakus is a very good card for that matchup as well, but they play Wasteland, you know, like. Um, what about its snaring bridge? I mean, I think if I were to do anything, I would throw in another pithy needle effect in the form of spyglass. Spyglass, which I did think about. What do you think about ensnaring bridge? Uh, I mean, that card works too, and it works with your plan very well, I think. Yeah. Maybe that's the plan. Maybe I'll go for the ensnaring bridge, and we'll see. But, you know, it's just it's one of the reasons why I love playing that depth deck. Uh, that I built at uh, Eternal Weekend was because it's just such a insane, uh, you know, card. Like you just make it twenty twenty out of nowhere, and it's, it's yeah. pretty. I could never, yeah, pretty good. Maybe ensnaring bridge with all these tokens. Um, so we're looking at these other decks that I can expect. I think Paragon is a pretty fair meta, so I expect to see the decks I'm good against, which is why I'm thinking I should play this deck. Um, I think Death and Taxes is an okay matchup. I've got a lot of basic lands. I've got a lot of blockers. I've got Artifact Destruction, which is the most important thing. They can get you, though. Um, so, I think that's pretty good. Show and Tell and Storm. These, these I go back and forth on whether or not I want to say they're good or bad matchups. This deck has four Thoughtseize, four Cabal Therapy, three Hymn to Torak, and one Collective Brutality. That's the main deck. And in the sideboard, I've got access to Damping Sphere and Pyroblast. Yeah. That's, so, yeah, it could, I mean, I don't know that Damping Sphere does that much against uh, a deck that runs Soul Lands. It's like, that's, like, they're just going to go off a little later, right? Yeah, I wouldn't play, I wouldn't bring it in against Show and Tell. Yeah. Um, the only reason to bring it in would be to turn off the release the Ants kill. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, take that. Um, but that they don't do that. They just make Emmer cool and you die. Uh, but Pyroblast is good against them with all the discard, uh, yeah. so you can usually clear the play. As long as they don't bring in uh, Leyline of the Leyline of Sanctity, but you know I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, I feel like you're good against as long as you don't like lose on turn two. You're pretty good against uh, Storm if you can just stop them from from beating you early. Like you you just have enough value in this deck that you're going to be able to get them. Pr- you know, like in, in a long game where that you just grind them out. Yep. A deck I've had a surprising amount of problems with is Grixis Delver, but it's so far on the way out. And I don't know if I want to make any changes expecting it. I lost to it in, in a league. I just couldn't, I couldn't beat like all the dazes and stuff. My curve was higher. And once they yeah. got like a Delver down, couldn't kill it. Um, especially if I had to fetch uh, non-basics. But I don't know if I can do anything about that. I think that's just a matter of like winning the die roll and them having sort of a bad hand, which is, you know, unexpected yeah. with death shadow having the bolt is just a good way to win to be so, honest so let me let me just clarify this deck is only running white for lingering souls right yeah and wear tear right okay. uh yeah you kind of need to be able to kill an enchantment yeah yeah i agree i i think that i think that the white is is necessary i was just like maybe you can just go to two colors but yeah the white the white's important there um and lingering well, souls nothing... is a reason to play the deck so yeah, Lingering Souls is a really good card. <laughs> like, if you can actually get it to work. Um, and, 
unfortunately, yeah, the question is, like, you can't really tilt into white too hard. Like, it would be nice to have, for example, swords to plowshares, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, it just it just messes up your mana too much because sometimes you need to you need to be able to like set up your basics early. You barely ever want to actually get the uh, the white lands, which there, which is only yeah. two. Like you're gonna making, cast... you're making plateau yeah. great again over here. You're right. No, it's awesome. I should get a, I should get an old plateau. <laughs> um, unlimited plateau or better. Yeah, so unlimited old, or better. The, the old art. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, yeah, the art that no longer exists. File got corrupted. Um, the other thing I used to have, like, uh, what's called uh, Ether Sworn Canonist. You know, I play like an Ether Sworn Canonist instead of where I have the Damping Sphere now. But I decided to just play Damping Sphere because yeah, I think, think Sphere is actually a little bit better. Yeah, because it doesn't get killed by Massacre. <laughs> um, also, you know, there's there's there are tr- not Tron decks, uh, Cloud Post decks out there that exist, and Eldrazi Post is a thing too. You know, like. You might be able to get yeah, that something with the sphere. Yeah, that might have been actually why I played it. The Eldrazi post decks I haven't played against that much recently. It was just regular Eldrazi that I lost to and was like tearing my hair. Like, how did I lose? And then I realized, how did I lose when they put they him themselves on turn one and played you know two ley lines? Yeah. And I was like, well, ley line must be must be that good against me. That's the other question. Like, how do you play a deck that is just there's so much ley line? Well, there's not really that much, but. You can expect it because of all the the heavy graveyard decks that you're gonna see it. I don't know. It's it's yeah. tough. It's tough yeah. that splash damage. The Grixis Delver problem. I I don't know. I've, I've had trouble with it in the past, but the, the deck is so far on the way out recently. Just you haven't seen Delver as a card very much recently. Let me tell you something, brother. You're here listening to this Eternal Dirtles podcast, but what you need to do is go over to Eternal Dirtles Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Eternal Dirtles, and show your support, brother. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm off it, you know. <laughs> and if you yeah. look at MTG Top 8, you know, we were, we were talking about, uh, you know, using that for percentages and stuff. Um, you know, I've moved away from uh, Canadian Threshold, which is at 2%, and over to Infect, which is at 2% and slowly climbing. So <laughs> I have a 3%. In the li- if, you, if you click that metagame breakdown and go to live tournaments last two months, which I really like, um, it's actually at 3%. So there you go. Oh, where are we at? oh, there we go. Yeah. Infect this is, is at nice 3%. Because, okay. Yeah. This is nice because it gives you that paper... The paper meta versus the online meta. Okay, that's 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 huge. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy that that deck is it, like people I think are kind of figuring it out slowly that like Infect is in is okay in this meta. It's not great. It, like you still have to like Miracles has game game against it and uh, Grixis has game against it, but like it's a fast enough combo deck that you can get around other combo decks because you're playing that uh. Uh, you know, you're playing counter magic and, you know, decks that can't deal with uh, a, a quick combo like that just get crushed. So it, it, I'm in sort of the same situation as you are where, like, I can beat Miracles most of the time, um, but Grixis, Del- Grixis uh, sorry, uh, Control is a little tough. And then there are a couple of the decks that are, that are a little tough for me. But, like, I'll, against a lot of the meta, I'm pretty good. So, I, you know, it's, it's always tough deciding what you're going to play. 
and what matchups like you know we're at a point now where we own enough decks that we can base our deck choice off of matchup right like you can be like what do i expect to see in this tournament this is what i'm going to play yeah and i haven't been to the store in so long as i've been on the road so much that i don't actually have no idea what to expect i'm kind of hoping it's still super fair um like because you know like things like reanimator i mean they just get you like there's not really much you can do about that same with storm and show and tell to an extent like any combo deck especially since i'm not playing blue um can really just get you but i I, you know decks are built to beat blue decks because they always have to have that extra beat in there yeah and unless you get like literally triple spirit guide against the guy who's not playing force of will (laughs) well there's always (laughs) merfolk you can always go with merfolk i actually don't own enough merfolk (laughs) cards i'm missing a bunch of merfolk I don't know. I want to play this deck because I, I, you know, we've we've had Cyrus on, we've had people on talking about, we've had conversations about it, and I kind of just want to see if I, I want to like less be less worried about whether or not I care if this deck is good and just play to have fun, you know? Yeah, at like I think... a tournament that matters. These are both one Ks at least, I think. Yeah, I um, mean, I man, I wish I could get out there for for either one of those tournaments because that would be that would be a blast. Yeah, I mean. Paragon's a great place to play, and you know we'll get a good group, especially for the end of the month. Though I know it's right before New Year's Eve, which yeah. is yeah. hard to cross the country. But um, and you're moving soon, so it might be one of your last hurrahs there. Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah, I'm going to be moving, you know, at the end of the school year, so I've only got a few months, and I want to make sure I'm, you know, spending some time with uh, the, t- the 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 team here. But you know, um, I just want to play that. I just want to do it. Well, like you can just win the games on your own with Himatorak. Kolagon's command, like yeah. these cards just win games. Yeah, I mean, like a Thoughtseize into a him is is oftentimes for many for many decks game. Yeah. Um, but uh, but boy, I just um, hopefully I can figure out a way to, to build these decks. So they can break through in more matchups because I feel like I'm just playing against very specifically the two best fair decks, um, that are played. So, um. And maybe we'll see how this how this tournament the first one goes, and maybe I'll switch to maybe I'll play the hollow on deck or something, something just offbeat, different, but like for actual stakes, which I really wanted to. Um, well, you are coming uh, like this week, right? Yes, I have to go to New York uh, for work, and we're gonna try and play one night. We'll do a live podcast recording too after that. Yeah, it sounds like a blast. We'll you know t- Tuesday night at. So we we have I abstained from talking about Monacy, uh famously I guess a few uh, a month or two ago. So I'm gonna give it another try, and uh, I we'll get we'll get a full review afterwards. Yeah. So. Well, the reason we're gonna play at Monacy is I get in late on Monday, and I don't think I can make it to Geekery in time. Yeah. And I'm staying, you know, geez, maybe like three blocks from there. So, you know, it won't be a problem for me, but. Unfortunately, that means I'm dragging Zach and probably Phil. We'll see if he can make it out. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that, though. I'm going to bring the deck, and you guys can see it in person. You can see all the uh, spice. <laughs> you can see... Uh, I've I've upgraded my Infect deck. I've got way more foils now. Nice. The last, um, uh, the last Grand Prix, I went I went a little ham on uh, getting rid of standard cards for, for random foils for the deck. Yeah. What are you thinking about uh, Ultimate Masters? Are you going to go for it? I, you know, so when it first came out at $300, you know, a box, everyone was like, oh, $300 a box, box toppers. You know, everyone's super hyped for box toppers. 
And and my stance was like, this is a set I could probably afford to throw like five hundred dollars at. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not gonna do it. I don't I don't think that this at three hundred, I don't think it's worth it. And I was like, I had friends that were like looking to buy a case, and I was like, talk to me when it hits two fifty. It hit two fifty, and I was like, you know what? Talk to me when it hits like two thirty, because I I still don't <laughs> see it. And and now it's hit two thirty, and and, so, and in some cases that you you can find boxes for like two hundred without the box topper. Uh, and you know What's what? What's the point? I just well, I mean, look, I the the lottery is like a thing, right? Like you're like, oh, yeah. I could open the card or whatever. I just uh, the the amount of salt that I would have if I opened up something like you know like something that I didn't want. Like I, I don't know what are the box toppers again? Like uh, like, well, like, like the, ravaging the ravine one. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that would be not great. It's it's just like <laughs> I I I don't want to spend three hundred dollars on a coin flip to to value. So. I think I'm going to pass on this set. I might pick up some some singles from it. You know, uh, hopefully Karn Liberated drops in price a little bit. I'd like to own one or two of those or maybe a couple, you know. I'm sure they're going to get rid of Tron eventually in, in Modern, just right as ever. Since they've reprinted this card, they'll probably ban Tron next week. Um, yeah, right. But, uh, you know, there, there's some there's some interesting cards in here, like Frexine Altar. There's, there's a card that everybody's needed for a very long time. Uh, you know, it was like a $40 EDH staple. That's great. I'd love to, you know, I'd love to own one of those. It's great. Um, but like, you know, I'll, I'll finish my set of ancient tombs, you know, that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, but like overall, like, you know, uh, Phyrexian tower, great, you know, but like overall, I don't see a whole lot else here that I really want. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at, looking at the, the rares and I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I don't own Leovold, so it'd be cool to pick up a Leovold or two, but, like, he's going to drop in price. I don't need to spend $500 on boxes to pick up some Leovolds, you know? And the ultimate box topper Leovold is $150 so far. Yeah, they're down about 20 to about 20 Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. Like, I was kind of like, I do think some of the cards look great, and then I realized, like, that the box topper is just not... Like, I love this Gorio's Vengeance. I think it looks really cool. Um, You know, even though it's, you know, new art and every new kind of art and everything, yeah. but... I kind of think it looks pretty neat. Um, I mean, look, if if I'm gonna do anything ridiculous, it's it's I'm gonna buy four noble hierarchs. Yeah, right. So because that's cards I actually need for the infect deck, and be sweet to have those, and I can get rid of the other noble hierarch. Like noble hierarchs probably not gonna drop that much in price, honestly, even with this reprint. It's 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 like Tarmogoyf, uh, for twenty for uh, Modern Masters one. Like it needed a reprint so bad, the price went up. Yeah. <laughs> But the thing here's the thing, you got the ultimate box topper. Would you just rather have this old foil old bordered noble hierarchy if you get foils? So yes. I, I, I definitely <laughs> would rather have the old border. So it, what what's the price differential there, like right right now? What, thirty bucks. Thir- thirty bucks. Thirty dollars for so so it's how much for the It's plus plus thirty to get the judge. To get the judge. Okay. So what from one fifty to one eighty seven. I don't know. I don't know. I might so for for 157 on on that, like to have like the very streamlined looking like, you know, no border versus the yeah. old border. Like I don't have an old border deck or anything. Like I think I could uh I I would be happy to save that like 120 dollars. Don't you have old border invigorates and berserks? I don't. See, I don't have old border berserks. I, I have one old border berserk. Oh, uh, so do and, I. I just bought one. I forgot about that. Yeah, we got a <laughs> yeah. So I've got one old border berserk and one non old border berserk, which is kind of crappy. Um, yeah. So that needs to be upgraded. I need to either go go full foil 
on on the berserks or not and i think i'd rather go not um and then uh my invigorates are all foil but they're all new um you know i i, I think i i would just go with the you know the the box topper on on this if i'm going to save money yeah um well I mean, it'll be interesting. It was it was such a weird cycle of hype, and then like, there's no new cards in it, and you saw like the first forty cards or whatever this is. How many box toppers are there? Forty, yeah. Uninterested, you know. Like honestly, so many of these cards, I'm just like, meh. You know, like cool, cool. I could use another containment priest. Temporal manipulation would be neat to have for EDH or whatever. I don't need any more Liliana the Veils. I, I honestly, I could get rid of some of the Liliana the Veils I have. I need last hopes. Uh, yeah, right. Like uh, the the demonic tutor box topper would be sweet, but I would rather just pay for that, you know. I looked at these cards and I thought, well, now I can get the old version of some of them, like back to basics exactly, or buried alive. Yeah, yeah like, maybe they'll take some price pressure off the older cards. Yeah, and get, I can go get those white border Mahatmi gins. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's so um, so fun. I mean, it's kind of cool that that's in the set though. Yeah. I, here's the thing I've never understood. I've never liked about it though. The, they use the every time they reprint Mahmoud Ishin, they always use the old the, the alpha flavor text, which is great, you know. Yeah. I think it's been printed with that flavor text every single time. I'm just looking to make sure right now it has been going back to alpha. It's been printed with this flavor text. The problem is the one that like the new art that they use with the like you know guy like the jins like coming out of like fire and like he's gonna like kill this guy. Mm-hmm. Like. As dangerous in the gambling hall as he is in battle, he is a master of trickery or misdirection. He just looks he's like, not, look, if there was a the, little one this somewhere... Get, this guy's going to get burned alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. No, I, I, I would definitely be into... I mean, I would be into trying to find, like, the 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 actual art if they did a new art for that uh, and, like, own it. But I like that also foil is in this set for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've, we've um, reprinted um, foil. Um, a limited edition Alpha Mahmoud Ijin is $249.99 retail. <clears throat> wow. That's that um, a nice game. What else we got to talk about? We're going to make it a quick one tonight because... Uh, yeah. Late <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, have, we have a few new Patreons. I did not get to listen to last week's podcast with you and Phil because I was trying to listen on the plane and the podcast app didn't work. Mm-hmm. But, so, you... Did you, you mentioned Corey Roth. Yeah, right? Corey got nice us a, a nice note, note, which was pretty awesome. We love notes. Notes are pretty we cool. We love notes. Send more notes, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the King 8426 uh, is a, also a new patron from this week. And Paul Barth, uh, who used his real name. But the King 8426 didn't, but his or her real name. But um, thank you to both of you for signing on as, as patrons. Yeah, love seeing that. Appreciate it's always it. a nice little surprise in the uh, in the threaded email box when I'm scrolling through work stuff, and then you have a new patron. It's huge. We um, uh, we've been using that obviously to keep the podcast on as far as paying for hosting fees and whatnot, and you know it allowed it allowed me to uh, purchase the computer that we're recording everything on. So yeah, it really helps a lot. I've been being I've been trying to be more active on Magic Twitter recently. Too, so you can. I actually will respond now, but that makes me wonder what I should do with the Eternal Dirtles account. If you <laughs> if you tweet us the Eternal Dirtles account, I'll check it. But um, but I might respond from my actual account. Yeah, like <laughs> if you hit up Dirtle Magus or or uh, what what is yours again? N underscore R underscore G. Yes, yes. N underscore R underscore G or or Force of Phil. 
Uh, we just, we're generally there. pretty good at responding, and and we're pretty active on Reddit as well. When these things go up, we we tend to make sure that everyone uh, gets responded to on there. So yeah, definitely. Uh, th- yeah, it's a nice little community we've created, which I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy about. You know, like it's really nice to be able to go when we go to uh, events and stuff, and people are like, "Hey, you got an Eternal Dirtle shirt on? You must be one of those guys." Uh, that's always uh, super Jerry- cool. Jerry from Leaving Legacy said there was someone with an Eternal Dirtle shirt on at on camera at their event. So Whoa! That had was, to be that, like one of the three that, shirts we that, sold. I was going to say, if that was you, <laughs> if that was you, please reach out to us. We'll, yeah, that's uh, amazing. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the, we'll uh, send you a... Uh, hold on, what's the closest card to me? Uh, I'm going to reach into the box and pull out a... Oh, uh, no, that one sucks. Okay, I'll, I'll get something better. We'll send you in that, a, in a, a Johnny... Uh, here we go. How about a how about a promo glitz of the traitor? There you go. Okay. Glitz if that was you, if that was you if that was you on the uh, leaving a legacy uh, stream with the eternal Dirter shirt on, shirt on, let me know or you know reach out to us on Twitter or something, and I'll send you a uh, promo glitz of the traitor. Very cool. Which, uh, which was um, nice. Was the, the would you like to know what the first two cards were that I pulled out? I mean, I mean, yeah, go go for it. I mean, there's like I can bellowing. tell you who those people are. There's like three people who have bought shirts. One of them is yeah. Eric Fergo. So it, it was it you, Eric? <laughs> I don't think he went to. I don't think he went to Boston. Yeah. For this, but he might have. Might have been him. Um, no, they would have told me if it was Eric. Uh, bellowing yeah. Tangleworm and Pillar of Flame were the first two cards I pulled Ooh. out until I hit that. Bellowing Tangleworm. Yeah, I got, apparently this box is all uh, is all 2011 era. Standard cards. The Boon Seder. Uh Actually, I just pulled out a Boon Seder. I'll send you this one too, whoever you are, because <laughs> this Boon Seder has a has a has a funny history. Do you remember? You remember Zach? That when we went to uh, Eternal Weekend in 2014. The, yes. And we both scrubbed out horribly for not playing enough Treasure Cruises. Correct. We went back to your house. We built decks, and I played. Uh, we were testing, and I had a turn two. Boon say uh turn two I was playing Nick Fit and I somehow got a turn two Boon Seder on a I forget what it was, but I, I cast it for the bestow. <laughs> and it, it was on some sort of horrifying monster that you couldn't beat. <laughs> I don't remember that, but but yeah, that would have been on my dad's kitchen table too, right? Yeah, right, yeah, the, in the living <laughs> dining room. And uh the next day you played Vintage and I went to a Grand Prix trial, remember those? Yeah, that was out in somewhere else in Pennsylvania on the, on that day, and played my Nick deck and went three and three. But it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> so no, that was that was one of the one of the all time uh, great great tournament experiences uh, uh, of of that era. I think going to that tournament because I started out at three and zero in the uh, legacy event. Then also yep. I ran to every Treasure Cruise deck and I was like, "Oh, Treasure Cruise is really good." Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else? For I think for this I week? think that's it for this week. Uh, we'll uh, hopefully we'll have a lot more news for you in the coming weeks as uh, as Christmas rolls in and we see we see a lot more stuff happening. Well, we're gonna play live and we'll get paired against each other. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'd Bill be and great. I got paired against each other last time I played in New York. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Well, I think that does it for this week. Have a good week, everybody. Yep, have a good one. Thanks so much. Stop, stop, animal.